Hey John. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me now? I can indeed. I can indeed. Welcome. Well, man, look at that. That's uh, a little bit of a uh, little bit of modern tech and a little bit of old email combined. I know. I mean, and also just to give you complete uh, confidence in the process, I think you are my most seamless remote host I've had. <laughs> so um congratulations <laughs> thank you thank you i feel honored i feel honored to be that advanced uh, when it comes to modern technology. hey we li- we learn right we learn and we uh we grow i mean i've <laughs> been live down hope now fingers crossed um i say that and watch some technical thing happen now but um, <laughs> we'll survive it though Ruth. that's what we, that's what we've just learned we'll find a way Absolutely, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm so excited to have you uh, on um, the, this episode. Um, hi, everyone. Um, for those that are listening, um, really excited to get going with you all today in episode five of Rainbows and Bullshit with me, your host, Wish. Um, I am really, really, really excited because I'm joined today by the incredible John Handley. Um, I am going to let John introduce himself to you all so you get to know him and find out a little bit more about him. So over to you, John. Thank you, Rush. Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm honoured. Uh, thank, you, thank you for the invitation. Um, Pleasure. So uh, uh, my name's John. Uh, I've been in and around the HR world for, uh, and whenever I say this, I have to pause and just remind myself it has been 30 years. It's 30 oh, years. Wow. Uh, through lots of different companies, but um, essentially uh, through the HR space until since 92, I think, 1992. Yeah, 1992, wow. yeah, before, you, before you make a, make a comment. 1992. <laughs> and um, I, I think uh, throughout that time, it's been a real variety of stuff. I mean, anything you can think of that's got sort of HR or people in it, whether it be pay, reward, employee relations, learning, development, leading, all that stuff. Um, but my actual real passion in, in all this is learning. Uh, yeah. So uh, which I got switched on to uh, probably about, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, really in, in terms of yeah. thoughtful learning, thoughtful learning when it comes to leadership in particular. Um, so that's me. I'm, um, do you want a bit of background about who I am as, an, as a human being? Would that help? Absolutely. Anything, anything, you know, there's no holds barred on our Oh, our man. Podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So um, yeah, so I, I'm a dad. Uh, I've got two. I've got two daughters, both in their uh, in their twenties now. Uh, young ladies, young, young women. Wow. Uh, who, of whom I'm very proud. Um, I, uh, I I'm divorced, and I uh, I'm also a fi- I have a fiance. Um, I live in South London now. Although from the accent, you can probably tell I'm not from here. I'm from the northwest. I'm from Liverpool. So uh, that's a little bit of about me is that is that is that plenty to keep you going absolutely, absolutely yeah and actually there's bits i didn't um i didn't know about you so <laughs> in that in that and obviously we've known i've known you for um you know just oh god it's been over a, it's currently two years i think so yeah, um yeah, is, yeah. which is crazy so um yeah thanks for sharing and welcome i'm really excited to have you on the show i i know we've been talking about making this happen for yeah um a while now and it's really good to kind of finally um finally sit down virtually sit down and 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 have a chat and share you with my wonderful audience so um thanks for coming along uh, i want to start just by before before i get before i forget this but i just want to start by saying ramadan mubarak to every anyone that is um observing ramadan this month i yeah. certainly am it's the first time i'm doing that in 15 years wow <laughs> and you have to tell me more 
You have to tell me. Uh, you to, now, now you now you've got me curious. Why wait <laughs> <by> fifteen years? <laughs> well, I um I so I I I I'm Muslim, and so growing up in a very conservative household, a very Muslim quite traditional household. You know, I fasted. I used to fast and observe Ramadan with my family uh, up until about the age of about. Uh, 17 I think I went it was when I, after after college and um and then I and then I went to uni and I thought like the, you know <laughs> I, other priorities um took took over you were defining your own space by the sounds of it Mush. absolutely great ways to there yeah, great 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 analogy great use of words both ends really uh, to, to capture the wild ways of my of my youth and <laughs> um so then I yeah I then I I I, I guess through my 20s and and um I lived with my ex and things who who wasn't religious so he he was an atheist and and you know I'm not saying it's his fault because it's not but like I think through through just just not maybe disciplining or maybe having that kind of environment where I was like you know what I can practice so this year after a long time I yeah, I wanted to immerse myself back in the experience because Ramadan is such an incredible time for, for Muslim people. You know, for I remember my such fond memories of not necessarily the not eating, because obviously that's the first thing you think of when you think of fasting. But for me, it was more the sharing of food when um, sunset happened, you know, with my mum and dad and yeah. um, the prayer. And it just, it's just, ref- it's a reflection time and it's time to just, and I think gratitude. So there's loads of things. And I was like, you know what? I really want to kind of... Um, uh, do observe Ramadan this year so I'm on day two obviously so um yeah. <laughs> haven't eaten yet and hoping that this um recording of podcast is also going to help me in getting that little bit closer to sunset where I can um see now I've learned something about you that I didn't well, know well you know that's what we're here for a eh? rainbows and bullshit yeah. it's just a little bit more than we uh that we've come in with <laughs> but, but yeah. thanks for coming on to the show and I want to start by saying um, John's my mentor through the CIPD, actually. Um, just for anyone listening who's either you know, interested in either being a mentor or, or actually, um, you know, being a mentee, I joined the Aspiring uh, HR Directors Programme through the CIPD, and I was very fortunate to be matched with the incredible John. Um, John and I have had a very interesting uh, journey because very shortly after connecting as a, a, a mentor with John, I, I actually took some time off um because i was off sick uh for for two months actually uh, and it's that's on another episode if anyone wants to explore a little bit more about the kind of that period of my life um but through that i think i've had incredible conversations john and you know i think what i as a mentee i'll start by saying my i guess aspirations or my expectations of what i thought I would be able to get through a mentoring relationship you know uh are completely different if i'm being honest right now to to how it's evolved and I think that's been really incredible but um I want to st- I want to ask you a question so I want to start a question because yeah. obviously I talk about my me being a mentee in, in other spaces as well and I know you've touched on this in an event that you've come along to on for COPD London this year but what got you what got you interested in mentoring like what made you decide to put your hat in the ring as to be a mentor for for HR professionals uh well yeah I, I, I... It's a really good question, actually. Uh, we should, I, it's almost um, I, I, I'd step back into not so much the formality of the mentorship through CIP, but more through. Um, uh, I, I mentioned before, I I I I love learning. I just love it, and yeah. um, I, I I'm at the stage of my 
life and career actually where you, you know some people might think you're you start to go a little tired of learning i'm actually going the opposite way i'm actually I have my desire for growth and evolution uh, is accelerating rather than uh, rather okay. than down. But uh, I just have, an, I guess, a natural inclination um, uh, to want to share uh, uh, learning with others, but also to help others, um, in, in this case with, with you, Woosh, just yeah. to explore self. Yeah. I think exploring self is everything you know, for me because – um because you know again we maybe talk about some of the things that that, that you know well whatever you want to talk about actually but um i just think that uh we all have so much inside us but we also have so many limitations that we've either placed on ourselves or uh which over time through our youth and our childhoods and so on we, we've we, we've developed ways of thinking or, or or operating which limits us as we as we as we get older so yeah. I just I just love I get a kick out of it. That's that's probably the bottom line, to help others to help themselves. Absolutely, that's great, and um, that really is really I think it's a really great insight into um, you know the drivers for you. I mean, I was thinking about this the other week, um, and I was reflecting on this, and actually, my team. So I've had some chats recently with my team in terms of you know coffee catch ups and stuff, hmm. and. Um, I use uh, something and I, and I get it from you actually and, and I'm just connecting it back and I was like how does how do you show up in that yeah. and it you 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 asked me that very early on in the, in the spaces <laughs> that I was in and it's something that I, it just it was it sounds like such something so it doesn't sound you know it, it changed my world really it changed mm-hmm. the way I see uh, the way I do show up in the workplace and actually not just the workplace but in my family life like okay how am I showing up you know I use that statement a lot and I actually my team have noticed that I think as a result <laughs> of, the, of the mentoring relationship so um, yeah I, I think it's really great to hear your kind of drivers but I mean I you know I know I know firsthand I think you've really inspired me to to learn I think we get to a point in our career where we don't uh, value and it's sad to say learning as much as I think we should yeah. and I think there is an element of the seniority of people in roles and the ne- and learning not necessarily being at the front of how we make decisions and how we kind of um, operate and it should be really um yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean Wusha I think at a very personal level as well you know I, I was thinking about this the other day about uh aging um and you know with aging it's probably it's, it's probably the same as when you're a very very young child when, as you get older is uh, the, the rate at which you change your and physically, mentally is is more obvious than when you're in your teens or twenties or thirties. And it just seems yeah. so wrong, yeah. But with all with every change that happens, the way I think about it is this: is you have to adapt. Um, sorry, you don't have to. You can choose not to. But uh, in, in order to to um, to get the most out of life, I think you just have to adapt to your changing circumstances. And, and listen, uh, I think we all. I've got ways of thinking about ourselves, um, yeah. some of which are very helpful, some of which aren't. Yeah, and and when, we, when we had the conversation, uh, I remember one, I, I, won't, I won't reveal the details of it, but I remember one particular conversation that you, uh, you were sort of describing the way you turn up. Uh, and my question for you was, well, you know, how is it you want to present yourself? I mean, who yeah, is it? it? Almost who's the audience you're trying to please? Yeah. Uh, and absolutely. I always think about learning as being the audience that you want to please. Uh, it's probably yourself first and foremost yeah. in terms of being yourself, being a version of yourself that, that maybe is hidden a wee bit because yeah. we've learned to hide it. Yeah, absolutely. Abs- yeah, ab- you know, I fully 
subscribe to that. I um, It takes a bit of, it's like holding a mirror up, isn't it, to yourself when you're having that conversation in the sense yeah. of, you know, letting go of some of those things. And um, I, yeah, I, I'm so much, I, I'm so, I'm so, uh, incredibly uh, grateful for for you and and our space that we hold in the sense of that journey that I've been through last year. You know, has been quite a tough journey for me. Um, as, as you know, you you may um, as well, you know, you definitely know, and um, you know, um, uh, has been a transformative one. And I think through that, it's the process of growth. And I think without the conversations that we've had in the space that we've had, I wouldn't have been able to unlock a lot of those learnings for me and I, they do they have a knock-on effect I know you're a big believer in the fact that you know you can't segregate work from life from yeah. everything else because it, right. you know that is effectively your your true self or sense of self is really formed upon the the space and the environment within which you operate in so I I don't think I would have been able to uh, to unlock the learnings around myself um had it not been for a mentoring relationship actually so and and for you so I yeah I'm I'm you know I'm team mentor hashtag team mentor um, <laughs> please if you are listening and you are thinking and it's whatever stage of the, your career you're at or whatever you know I will be I would be the first to tell you that that it 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 really is um a transformative and a really great experience um to have uh, someone you know you just reminded me Wish, about something. As my, um, I know we probably talk about careers and stuff, but I, I, in my early earlier career, uh, and I, I, I sort of went through a sort of coaching program myself, uh, as in developing the capability and the skill to to be a coach, which I which I did not many years ago. But actually, then uh, I, I think it was in, I, I think it was encouraged uh, to focus on the business coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which I, I sort of understand at one level, which is, you know, companies paying a lot of money for a very good coach to help their people be, you know, deliver outstanding yeah. performance levels. I get that. I get the theory behind it. But for me, though, the reality is, and this is this has definitely been true as I've uh, as my responsibilities have increased over time is you cannot separate your business performance from your life. Yeah, absolutely. It's, nowadays, it's maybe more obvious. Um, I think we're, we're more open-minded. I think I think society generally, I think, has become a bit more open. Um, yeah. but, but then, um, I think it was just be discouraged. You you focus on the business, not the non-business. And I think in nowadays that sounds ludicrous for me. Yeah, at least. absolutely, a hundred percent. And and you know, the last the pandemic, as I, I agree with you, is completely turn that on its head that that concept because like it or not people were operating and living and coping in the same space in the same time at the same time and I think that created a shift that fingers crossed I'm going to touch wood now (laughs) um is (laughs) is going to stay really in 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 how we see people it's um you know I think it's yeah. You, but actually, you know what's interesting about that, though, Wish? I, I think again, you know, you'll get me on these subjects, and I'll, I'll, I'll spin off on one, right? But um, <laughs> that's why you're here. That's why you're here, honestly. I, but I think some organisations will do their very best to to, to snap back to old. Oh and yeah, I, and, I I mean, yeah. And, I, and I don't necessarily think it's because you got you, you, they're thinking, oh my goodness me, you know, I, I want to go back to what was what we had before. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. with malintent. I think it's just that everybody, I think, organizations included, which, you know, organizations just just a bunch of people who work together, to, you know, for a given, a given. I, I think, yeah, I don't know, it's confidence or comfort or or something we're familiar with. We like familiarity, don't we? Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think yeah. I think there'll be a tendency for organizers to try and snap back to a world which is more predictable, right? Yeah. But I, I but I look at it this way. You touched upon it. I think I think human beings, society more generally, have uh, seen the possibilities uh, in the last two years. Things that could be. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I'd still come back to. But you have to. This is my take, right? As an individual, you have to own the journey you're, you're about to go on. Mm. Don't mm. wait for an organization. Don't wait for your manager, your boss. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You've got to own it yourself. And that's Absolutely. where I think the mentoring comes in, actually, is yeah. it's not that I'm going to tell you what to do. That's not my job. My job is not to tell yeah. you wish what to do. My yeah. job is to help you in this example. Our relationship is, is about just allowing you providing a safe space and an open space with questions to allow you to explore what is yeah. it you want to be, who is it you want to be, where is it you want to go. And actually, credit to you, Wish, I think over the over the time period you described, I mean, you've been through some really significant life events. Uh, and the energy levels that you have today, uh, you know, you're on podcast number five, for goodness me. This didn't exist, this didn't exist three months ago. And also, I know. You know, it's these, you know, creating these wonderful um, new ventures for yourself, and and the energy that you've got for doing it is is uh, is fabulous. By the way, Love oh, it. I really, I really, really appreciate that. And you're, you've been a big part of that the, the, that story for me, and and that doesn't go without saying. So thank you. That is really, really great. And it's, it is, you are right. I mean, I'm having this podcast with you, and obviously, I, I had a brief chat with you ahead of this podcast, and I was like, I haven't eaten anything since five, and I think <laughs> about whether or not I could have done that last year, actually. Um, yeah. Because Ramadan goes up by 10 or 12 days every year. So I remember distinctly this time last year, it was, um, oh God, I was, I hadn't even moved into my new place. Um, I, there was all sorts of things happening. I'd I'd literally just come back after a period of of time off um, for being sick. So it it really, I mean, looking back at that, and that's my own journey, it's my own story. I look at it and I look at, I admire the resilience of human beings. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I, Mm -hmm. I, yeah has absolutely like completely changed uh you know uh, for me anyway it's it's certainly been a shift and i totally i totally so so going harking back to the point because i i I totally totally buy into what you're saying it's your own journey and i love that you've made that statement and i love that you've kind of you know brought that into this chat because that's a difficulty i find and i'm not sure about you but that's the difficulty i find in hr Mm. and what i mean by that is parent child right and obviously i know you you're like adult to adult through and through that's you know that's how you show that's how you show up and that's how you you have conversations but i think institutionally hr has been has taken on the role of perhaps parent child in the sense of policies and policing and uh, the Mm. doing of work and Mm. that shift i think to uh, enable people to be accountable for their own you know behavior or their own um outputs or their own performance actually and that goes mm-hmm. to align manager relationship as well because management leadership yeah. is very similar in the sense of i'm the leader i must know all the answers right or i'm the leader yeah. I, I and and i think that's completely changed actually because we've gone through something in the last few years which nobody has ever had to do uh, or experience and that put i yeah. do think that levels the playing field actually in the sense of building something that i that that is uh it gives an opportunity to build something that I think can really support people thrive at work. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great point. You know, I, I think, um, yeah, you're right. I, I am I am all for adult-to-adult conversations. I mean, I know organisations with hierarchies and big titles and very big roles and so on can, can if, if, if you're not very careful, can lean into sort of controlling mechanisms. 
right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just think that's, in, that's incredibly unhelpful to the organization, by the way, as well, not just yeah. the individual involved. Yeah. So I, I am of the mind that um, yeah. you, you, you have to, sorry, I, I would certainly choose to own my direction in life, which yeah. you can't always see what it is. And, and actually, uh, again, you, it, it's actually, you've got to display a high level of vulnerability to engage in conversations where you don't know the outcome. But be, yeah, willing to, but, but be willing to engage anyway. i tell you what I think practically in the practical world has changed is, um, and I think about the past two years in particular, is uh, I'm going to use a, use the term supply chain, mainly okay. because I actually am talking about a lot, lots of the mechanics of how organizations operate. Okay. Um, and I think supply chains have been disrupted. So funny enough, we, we were talking about, you know, Shelly and I looking about, you know, buying a car. And, and as we were as we were talking to the uh, uh, to the people selling the cars, effectively, um, the availability of new vehicles of the type we're looking at is anywhere between six and eighteen months. Okay. Now, six to eighteen months. I mean, who would who would say, oh yeah, don't worry, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait a year for a car. I mean, it's madness. Yeah, but that's it's, nuts. The world we're in. But the reason I'm yeah. saying this is because actually, I think if, if I choose another example of organisations, what's shifted, it's the employment market. Yeah, labor market, right? Yeah, okay. So I actually, th I think this is, um, it's a really difficult time for organizations, but this is the opportunity for me. As an individual, uh, I think individuals have choices now, or at least have seen that they have choices that maybe they didn't see that they had two years ago. And it's quite disruptive because, um, you know, people have stopped, you know, it's like anything with a major disruption. It gives yeah. you a choice. You have a yeah, choice really. to make. And I think yeah. with those choices, organizations, and, and, and this is me looking through the lens of HR as well, by the way, is actually you've got to make sure your organization is one that's so attractive that people want to come and stay with you, right? Because everyone has options. Yeah. And everyone's choices have, have, uh, have become maybe more amplified now. Yeah, so absolutely. When I think about HR, um, and, and I, listen, I go back to the days of employee relations. That was my first ever job um, um, back, at, back in the 1990s. But... Um, uh, so I've been, I've been through all that. I actually think of I think of HR as being um, it's evolved, but I actually yeah. think and again I come through the learning lens. Yeah. I think if you if I look at one thing I do now where I am in my career, it's how do I how do we build an environment where where leaders by which I mean managers as well yeah. managers who have responsibility for people to not be control orientated but to be yeah. coach orientated. Yeah, because absolutely. at the end of the day, we all want to come to this is my belief. People go to work for the most part to do a bloody good job. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. But sometimes environments are so controlling mm -hmm. that even the best people can't give their best work in a controlled yeah. environment. Yeah. So that, I, I think, I think we, we have a responsibility to create organizations or to help create organizations where learning is at the forefront of everything that we do. A hundred percent. That's a brilliant. Um, I, I think it's very accurate as well. The Great Resignation. You know the the the, the, yeah. the point in time that we are at now, and people making choices that align with their, you know, with as you say, you know, their values. And actually, on that point, so uh, because this is a great segue into the, the kind of question I have for you. Yeah. So I know we've talked about the about equality, diversity, inclusion. Yeah. Um, uh, lots actually we've, we've had yeah. lots of really great conversations on that so i'll kick us off and i'll start so where what are the what are the challenges for you i guess in in that space in that diversity and inclusion equity space 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a great question because, of course, in my current organization, we're having exactly this conversation now. Is, mm. is how how do you how do you make progress in terms of making? I, I look at it through this lens. Um, uh, we so listen. Drag me back back to the core question of if I if I go for it. The word I I re- there was probably two words I guess that I that I think are really powerful in this space. One is belonging, and one is inclusion. Yes. Yeah, uh, and uh, sorry, they're probably both similar, but then you've got the, the diversity as well, right? So, yeah, uh, if I look through that lens, I look at it this way: is organizationally, how do I, how do we create an organization, an environment, a really healthy environment where everyone can say, "I belong here." Yeah, hundred percent. That's the test, right? Uh, and there's oh, there's a there's a myriad of things that get in the way of that, by the way. Which we, I'm happy for us to talk about, but so your question is, you know, how do I view? It? Well, let, let's give let, let's label some of the things. I'm white. I'm I'm in my fifties. I've got grey hair. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm probably not the person who, you, if you knocked on my door to say, "Listen, can you can you be my my, my champion in this space?" You say you probably wouldn't be looking at those characteristics. Uh, however, they're my physical characteristics. Uh, in terms of the way I think about the world, uh, I, yeah. again, you've heard it through what I said before through learning, is um, I, I'm, a, I'm really, I like to believe I'm really thoughtful about how you create a, a working environment where people want to be, where people yeah. want to learn, irrespective yeah. of who you are, how you, how, how you um, define yourself, what characteristics you have. They should be irrelevant. I know they're not. They should yeah. be irrelevant, uh, but in yeah. an organization that, that has belonging and inclusion and diversity at its heart, they will be. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I think in every organization, I don't know of any, where uh, you, you, I'd look at it and say they are the pinnacle of the most of an organization where belonging is at its core. Mm-hmm. It should be. So there's, yeah, there's work to do. But can I, can I go off spin off on a, on a slightly different uh, <laughs> uh, And this is the bit you and I have talked about, right? So um, if I go back to where I, you know, where I come from, um, uh, I, I, I come from Liverpool. I was born there back in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, white working class kid. Yeah. You know, a, a, you know, a family or an environment that we were in where we didn't have an awful lot. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I, typically at that age group. I, I'm the first one in my family to go to university, for example. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I had nobody, you know, talk about mentors. I had nobody in my family who, who'd been through the career route. We, we just, you know, we didn't have careers in the way we think about them today. Mm-hmm. So I would never yeah. have thought of myself as being um, uh, in, a, in, a, in a rather privileged position, um, which I am today, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, I look at it differently as well. I, I, there's, yeah. there's a few things yeah. I've come across, ideas and insights and perspectives and people I've met who yeah. have shaped the way I, I think about it. Yeah. So um, I, I'm a little sort of um, reluctant to, to, to narrow, narrowly define um, uh, you know, equality, diversity, and inclusion. Yeah. But what helps me is to think about it through the belonging and inclusion lens. And yeah, I, I can sort of, I, at a human level, that tells me whether we're doing something right to organization is that people want to be in our organization. They feel like yeah, they belong to feel safe. No, absolutely, a hundred percent. I, you, well, you know, I, you know this, but belonging is the word that I'm like banging across yeah. um, every platform I can because I always say this, and you know, we've talked about this before, but um, I look at it as diversity. Diversity, diversity is where disproportionately we're seeing the impact, the focus, right? Let's attract uh, more people of different, yeah, 
you know, backgrounds into our organization. But actually, I see diversity and, and even inclusion to an extent um, and, and equality or equity, which are two very different concepts. But I see those um, mechanisms, I see those principles as the car that you get into. Right. Yeah. And actually, what I'm thinking, what, what I'm what I am um, uh, campaigning for is that is the destination. Right. You're in the car. But where are you getting to? Yeah. And belonging is that destination that you want to get to, which is that you show up as I don't want to use say the, your whole self because I'm 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 starting to do some research on that recently yeah. and I'm not sure if I agree with people uh, not agree with but I think it's hard for people to I think it's a, it's interesting when we talk about whole selves but I I look at it as the best self right the you're the best version of yourself um for being in work that's the goal that's belonging yeah. and yeah. to get there you can get you know more you can bring diversity and you can foster inclusive practices you can look at equity and you can look at quality but actually never forget the goal look at what you're trying to get yeah. to yeah. um and it's really you know as you say those two and the word in belonging in particular is is such an important one because yeah. that's ultimately what we're all trying to do right um yeah, it is. I, again, this 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 uh, this example I'm going to share now is is probably not a great example. In, you know, 2022, but it probably was in in uh, in 1980 or 1990 or the year 2000. Was I remember when I I first worked for a large organisation and um, I moved from the north to the south, and um, and I just remember a very senior manager uh, cracking what he thought was a very funny joke about. Uh, scousers and hubcaps. Now it, you might be a bit, a bit too young for this, week, but <laughs> there was there was a you know that the sort of if you go back, there was a great program. By the way, I love it, but it's defined Liverpool uh, in what many ways. Uh, Boys from the Black Stuff, and okay. it, it, it was basically it was set in Liverpool in the, in the early eighties when unemployment. I mean, I, I don't know what the figures were, but if ever you remember, the, the, uh, you ever heard of a band called UB Forty? Uh, I, I have that does ring a bell. Yeah, well, UB40 had a band from the 1980s, right? And UB40 was that was their name, but what it was was UB40 was a card, it was a government card, which when you used to go sign on the door. Uh, okay. it, it was called a UB40, and, and the famous okay. band. And, and, but Boys and Black stuff was about the levels of unemployment and, and sheer um, poverty. Uh, that define that period of time. Um, and nowadays, those, those jokes carry on, right? Um, and it's yeah, 40 yeah. odd years later. But um, but I remember, you know, in an organization, someone cracking gags and thinking that was funny. And I'm thinking, goodness me, is this it? <laughs> you know, it and, uh, you know, so that was my sort of, that was the way I, I, I felt when it comes to inclusion. I didn't feel yeah. included. In fact, uh, I felt like uh, like I didn't fit. In, and in yeah, absolutely. Why, why, why call it? Why call it work? You know, working class background, no history, and all that stuff. Mm. You're trying to find mm. your way. You're trying to find your place. So yeah. that, that was my little, little tiny example of it. But if I take that and magnify it through any other characteristic, yeah, that's the sort of thing I think we're talking about here. Is I don't yeah. feel like I belong because somebody, and maybe it's a dominant group, has a particular way of thinking or behaving or language that they use, which effectively makes you feel like you don't belong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely and and you're right that that's um that is a, that is a great example lived experience is so important because mm. it's about as you say it's it's about so you know recognizing where we felt um you know and every, you know there, there will be um that you know tapping empathizing is 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 really but it's about it's, it's about reliving or, or kind of experiencing some of those you know the impact of of, of um of, of the you know the the 
racism, uh, homophobia, discrimination, you know, of any description, really. And I think I think it's also about that acknowledging and that understanding piece. You know, the lived experiences that I have and that you have, I guess, are very different to those of, say, a black woman or someone who has a disability. And I think what's what's what what what, you know, what you certainly kind of supported in my development in the sense of our mentoring conversations has been the holding of space that you've allowed, you know, because that for me is single handedly one of the most powerful things ever. And it's 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 new. John to so many people in that in that sense of tell us more about your experiences tell us about this tell us about that and we've we're doing that after years and years and years of um uh of a dominant group as you say you know um I guess inadvertently and in some cases you know very explicitly um uh setting expectations of of work you know we see it in the yeah. media we see it in the, the the way that the what we see on on the news what we see on tv programs what we see when we're out and about on our posters on tv ad, ads on yeah. uh, billboards you know on it, and then in work you know in terms of what that looks like and now what we're saying is actually we're open to um in enabling people to be their best right and in order to yeah. do that 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 creates space for people to have those conversations which i find really exciting actually in the yeah. sense of the work that's that's happening how have you i mean have you had any kind of because i'm just tapping into your experiences i mean because this episode is actually called the one with the white man talking about EDI. <laughs> 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 yeah. so i'm just really keep because i i've always looked at it as um white men in particular are not the enemy right so at the moment there's very much um a bit of a, you know quite a consensus in in, in, in communities specifically in the united communities i think in yeah. um uh, white men not necessarily feeling that they're part of the conversation or not or, or actually or worse thinking well they're the demographic that you know i shouldn't have anything to say and so don't need to be and all sorts of other interesting conversations that I've had but guess what are your own experiences of, of, of that in terms of being able to hold a conversation not uh, in terms of being, not even hold a conversation I guess in terms of how you engage with this particular um uh with this particular theme I guess yeah yeah but I think I think one of the things that uh, uh, is 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 in my mind, and I think, and you and I have, have referenced this bit, is the sort of confidence of not of not being, you know, the, the, having the characteristics that we described before. That might be somebody who would play a dominant role in changing the world when it comes to inclusion or belonging. Because yeah. yeah. you no, know, because because of as my characteristics, you know, you define me in any way. They, they wouldn't be the the sort of dominant thing you'd expect to see. I think the thing I'd say about that, though, is provided you can get over the, the hurdle that says, but I'm okay to be involved in this conversation. But I'll tell you one of the reasons for that is, and this is a really, this is a really uh, important space for me, is, is um, at the end of the day, I, I, I'm in a senior position in an organization. I've worked in many senior positions in organizations, and I have, I have a level of, of, of influence, not always control. So I think mm-hmm. there's often, there's often, um, there's often a belief that because you're senior, all you got to do is say yes, and something happens. Well, organisations are more complicated yeah. than that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but nevertheless, uh, I, I do have a level of influence, and therefore it's 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 beholden on people like me who hold positions of authority to effectively engage in any conversation, actually, which we think enhances in in my because I, I you know all of all you've heard me say today that in, that enhances the environment that people operate in or work. Yeah. Absolutely. So I have to be, 
an a, a, an important part of that conversation. Absolutely. Um, I, I think I think the challenge is often is how do you you said it before how do you hold a space yeah. where you allow people to engage in something which is sensitive because yeah. it is sensitive whatever way yeah. you look at it and through yeah. whichever lens you look at it or whichever group yeah. you look at it it's a sensitive difficult conversation because we're driving or are looking to drive change yeah and in in change people no matter what we think about being open minded it feels change feels threatening it always does right absolutely. So yeah, I think if we can create part of, I think part of you've got to be clear about what's the ambition we hold. Yeah. And then once you can hold the ambition and you bring the right people together to engage in a really rich conversation, that's where mm -hmm. I think the magic is. Yeah. I, I the magic, the magic is not in, in, this is in my view, the, the magic is not in just laying out stuff that I think's right. I mean, that would be yeah. a disaster. Yeah, um, absolutely. But engaging with people, and, and I'm talking through a, a myriad of a myriad of different uh, of different lenses. Yeah. Uh, to set the, the ambition, the goal, and the targets, and let's work out how we get there together. Yeah. That's yeah. the bit that I think will allow us to move on a pace. Absolutely. Without it, without it, I think you you might have some well-intended individuals like me, for example, who 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 actually wouldn't really change the environment unless the people who's living in the environment in the conversation oh absolutely absolutely and you just well, yeah and you've just and you, you described brilliantly there is is it's what i would say is allyship really and that's and that is an absolute it's a great great um great piece of advice i'm just looking at the time as well so because i could talk to you uh, as you know <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I remember when i got i mean just way back when i got i got covid not last week but the week before and i was like and me and john were, was, was supposed to have a session face to face which obviously ended up that, that i didn't and i said i was going to be brief and i remember looking at the time and it was like an hour and a half <laughs> You know what um, that is? We're holding this space. That's what we're doing. Well, we're holding if, that's this not, if that's not an advert for, you know, <laughs> time spent with, with you, John, I don't know what is. I got COVID and I still managed to spend an hour and a half with you. So um, thank you so much for coming onto the show. I feel like we need you back because I feel like we've just scratched the surface, especially towards the end around some of the great things that, you, yeah. that, you, that you've been talking about in terms of diversity and inclusion. So I think we're definitely going to invite you back if you are up for it. Um, Loved it. As always with, with our conversations, we used to magic both ways. And, and uh, I probably should should say that uh, as part of our conversation, you know, I reached out to you as well and said, listen, would you would you uh, hold hold a position for me, which is effectively be a reverse mentor? Because yeah. you've got experiences and knowledge and insights and expertise and, and just perspectives that are different to mine. And, and therefore, if I can tap into those at the same time, that's what mentorship is it's not about seniority or age or anything absolutely. it's about a different set of perspectives absolutely 100 percent. and certainly those have have, 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 have born uh, have been extremely um uh, uh amazing i'd say in the sense of the, the our two perspectives and my my story in that in that yeah. in that in that uh, certainly since since having you as a mentor so thank you for Amazing. thanks for coming along it's been great i am looking at the time so i've actually got um i was just in two and a half hours i guess before i can eat so it's been a great use of time again thank you for thank you for having me on it's been a, it's been a pleasure, pleasure. And, I'd, and i'd love to come back absolute pleasure well thank you all for listening too have a great rest of the day whatever you're doing and we'll speak to you soon thanks Rouge. bye everyone bye bye, -bye.